On today's Lockdown NBA, we are playing for better or for worse. Going around the horn for all the NBA teams. And then, of course, we have to power rank the best finals MVPs since 2010. We'll get into it. It's Nick Angstead, Adam Mares here, Lockdown NBA. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I don't look older. I just look worse, I think. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. And joining me, as always on Friday, the host of Locked On Nuggets from DNVR, it's Adam Mares. What you got for me? I got an end of the season. Congrats to the Bucks. Congrats to Giannis. Um, now, the end of the season's here. The draft is here. We're on to the new season, the offseason. I'm very excited today because we're getting all the Shams, Woj, Stein tweets of this player's an offer, a, a, a qualifying offer. Like, okay. <laughs> like, you're ready for it to be rumors. You're ready for it to be trades. And it's just like normal stuff that's just cap stuff that happens. Uh, so we're almost they, at the point they where know things they're are doing happening. it too. You know it? Like, know. especially Woj. He knows what he's doing. Every now and then he'll drop like a midnight. You get the notification. You scramble out of bed and you're like, oh my God, seriously? <laughs> He's like sitting in bed with his wife, like, "Hey, watch this." <laughs> like, <laughs> People are gonna freak out. <laughs> I also uh, official officially, I think Willie Green has been hired by the Pelicans. That that finally happened after what, what felt like a year of them saying that they're gonna hire Willie Green. This has been a, this year has been a masterclass in not and how not to roll out your head coaching announcement. <laughs> really, every. Every team's really dropping the ball on this one. <laughs> all right. Well, on today's show, we are going to get into some better or for worse. All of the teams in the NBA, we're going to go through rapid fire style and talk to see if they're going to get better or worse, making some predictions. Uh, and then we'll do our power rankings, of course. This episode is brought to you by our live draft show, NBA draft goat Chad Ford and Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, Locked On NBA host John Corrales that you guys listen to will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's the Lockdown NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get the local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Lockdown NBA on YouTube. If you're not there, go ahead. You can watch this show. It's on YouTube right now. Go and watch it on YouTube. Watch the live show on YouTube July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. All right, Adam Mars, let's get into – we have no time to waste. Let's get into better or worse. Let's start with the Eastern Conference, and I'm going to throw a little curveball. I'm not going alphabetical. I'm going by record. Okay. Okay. Philadelphia 76ers, are they – this is just by – are they getting better or worse next year? Are they going to trend up? Are they going to trend down? We're predicting the draft, free agency. We're predicting all that trades, everything. We're predicting all that stuff and going just by gut instinct of our analysis. So 76ers, when, when you first hear the name, are they getting better? Are they getting worse? So this is, by the way, this is regular season. So projecting the playoffs or whatever, some of that is implied. Like if you get better in the regular season, you're probably going to have a better chance of winning in the playoffs. But just looking at the regular season, they were fantastic already. I would not be surprised if there was a Ben Simmons trade. Um, I'm not saying it's a lock to happen. In fact, I think it's more of a coin flip than people realize, but it, it could happen. And even if you bring in a player that fits better in a playoff setting than Ben Simmons, that doesn't mean it's going to be a player that fits better in the regular 
regular season. So I'm going to go trending down. Regular Ooh. season, they were the one seed. I don't think they'll be the one seed next year. Yeah, I did the exact same thing. I think they'll get a little bit worse just by just based on there's so many like as I was going through this, there's so many teams in the East I think will get a little bit better, and so the top team has to come down a little bit. Uh, Joel yeah. Embiid, will he have the exact same season he had last year? Will he play the same amount of games he played last year? Like, there's just so many variables for this team. Whether they trade Simmons or not, I think they will be they will compete for a championship at a higher level. Mm. But I think the regular season they will trend down. Which is what the Bucks did this year. Exactly. Correct. What the Bucks did they trend down I can a little see bit? That. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, better or worse? I'm gonna say this is a crazy one. Trending up, trending up, and they were so good <laughs> this year despite never playing together. What did they play? Seven games. Seven. They're going to play more than that next year. Kevin Durant, as good as he was this year, I think will be better now having you know a whole year under his belt. I think they're trending up. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I have nothing else to add. The Milwaukee Bucks, the NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks, just based on how many like chicken McNuggets that Giannis is eating, I think they're <laughs> going to so be funny. a little bit worse during the regular season. I think they're going to trend a little bit down. Uh, they'll be just fine back in the playoffs again, but I think they're going to trend a little bit down this year. <laughs> I agree. Trending down. I, and look, they might repeat. I, don't, I think their championship odds are going to be more or less the exact same. But yeah. come on, man. You win a championship. What happens? You get a little, you know, like, all right. Regular season. That's a that's an exhibition. It's like having a kid, right? You get a little soft in the middle after. So true. So true. I got <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> Extra the, soft. The New York Knicks somehow were the fourth were the fourth in the East. We, we forget them now after the playoffs and everything. Uh, trending up, trending down. <laughs> They are going to be trending up next season, trending up. Now they have so many, this is one of the harder ones to project because they have like so many guys leaving. It's, you know, it'll be a very different roster. I'm predicting they land some trade or free agent target that they're going after. It'll be splashy. It's going to net them like four more wins and they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs again, but they're going to trend up in the regular season. Media member says New York Knicks will get a free agent that they desperately want to go after. Uh, it's happened too many times. We've been hurt before. I think the defense may be a little fluky. I'm curious about some of the players, how they're going to play together. I think they get a little bit worse. Okay. I could see a it. Little bit. We'll see. They're the biggest uh, mystery, honestly. Like, they have so many variables. Huge. A lot of, I mean, with all these young players, they could, somebody could fall off. Somebody could rise. Emmanuel, quickly, if he's an all star next year, right? Like, who knows? Like, anything no. could happen. Uh, Atlanta Hawks going into this season, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Just based on that, I think they'll be worse in the playoffs because well. I, don't, I don't know if they're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Uh, but uh, regular season, Atlanta Hawks, I think they trend a little bit better. <laughs> Wow, we disagree for the first time. I think they might trend a little bit down in the regular season. And part of this is Lou Williams and John Collins, two mysteries for what's going to happen with them next year. They did have some, you know, they kind of ran hot this year in terms of health relative to the rest of the league, although they did lose some guys in the back half. I'm going to trend down, but just slightly. I like the Hawks. I just think it's maybe a tiny trend down. I wouldn't be surprised if they were a six seed next year. What's tough with them is they went on such a tear. Like At one point, they were – I mean, what were they? like? They are just a below 500 team, and then the second half, they just went on a run. Like It's hard to keep that up again. I agree. That's why – that's another reason is they did kind of have that like new coach bump, you know, momentum, whatever, and you just don't get that next year. And they were like a really bad team last year, so teams are going to be getting up for them this year and, and you know respect them a little bit more. I think that matters. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the Miami Heat, they were 40-32 and 32 last year. Miami Heat, better or worse? 
This is a really tough one. They they are another team that has so many mysteries. And by the way, might be one of the teams that lands a big trade or free agent target. I don't bet against Pat Riley when there's like big trades to be had. He usually wins those. I'm going to say trending up. Also, they got ravaged by COVID and injuries this year. I don't yeah. won't happen again. Trending up, Miami Heat. Yeah, that's my whole thing is they just had such a terrible start to the season. I think it'll be better for them. I think that some of their guys will settle in. Hopefully, Tyler Hero will get back on track. They got a lot of young guys. Their whole team is basically playing for Nigeria right now. So hopefully they get to play together, have some of that chemistry uh, and all that, and make some kind of a move uh, this offseason because they have cap space. Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics were... 500 next year. They, there's no way that they're not worse that they're worse than 500, right? Like I, I just can't imagine the Celtics being under 500. New coach, um, you know, there's like some moving parts there. It does feel like some of the guys that have been on the roster for a long time probably could use a change of scenery. Marcus Smart, for example. Um, so there's some reason for chaos, but I think it's going to be good chaos. I think it's like mm. they needed a shakeup, and they'll get it. They're going to still have their main two guys. I'm gonna, I'm with you. I'm going to say trending up. Would you say chaos is a ladder? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right, we're rapid fire through the rest of the Eastern Conference. The Washington Wizards, better or worse? Another one of these teams that's the hardest to to project. I'm going to say worse just because I could see them clearing out, starting over a little bit. So I'm going to go slightly worse for my guy, Wes Unseld. I went a little worse, too, because I I agree. I think they'll probably make a move, and I think they got to make some kind of decision. But Westbrook, when he was healthy without that quad, they were a better team, and then they made the playoffs. So there's a chance there. Indiana Pacers now with coach Rick Carlisle. Man, that it's it's hard to imagine this team being a little bit worse because of all the injuries and all the stuff that they dealt with. Uh, but this could be a team where they try and shake things up. I think this is another team like the Boston Celtics. You needed some fresh blood in there. You needed some life. I think they look a little different enough going into next season that they have some energy. Carlisle always gets a lot out of teams that, you know, underperform. So I'm going to go trending up. Also, Karis LeVert, trending up. Yeah, this team is way too talented to be where they are, uh, just like the Celtics to me. The Charlotte Hornets, better or worse? Mm. They're going to be better. Come on. They're going to be better. They've got too much, too many young players. Um, LaMelo. LaMelo's second year. He's going to be even better, probably healthier. So I'm going to say trending up for them. Yeah, completely agree. LaMelo's rise will will coincide with theirs, uh, just like the Dallas Mavericks in the West. <laughs> Chicago Bulls. This one is, this one is a tough one because you want to say better, but then there's just something about it that didn't work last year that you're wondering – can it work? Is, is Zach Levine still on the team next year because he's expiring? Do they make a move? Does he force a move out? There's all kinds of different ones. So I said a little bit better just because of the talent that they'll have on the team, but I'm concerned. I say trending up. This is another team that can go either way and is like a bit of a mystery, but there is more scenarios where that either by trade or by running it back that they make significant improvements. I mean, remember they too got hit with COVID, got hit with injuries. They had the big trade in the middle of the season to get Vooch. Uh, I think with average health or a little bit better than that, they go on a bit of a run. So I'm, I'm trending up for Chicago. Okay. Toronto Raptors. Again, this is another Easy team where one. unless they decide to, I mean, are they going to blow it all up? Yeah, I mean, that's always on the table. But it doesn't matter. Even a blown-up team is going to be better than the Tampa Bay Raptors. Even if they're <laughs> in Tampa Bay, they get 27 and 45. Half of those games, they were tanking. Um, I'm, they're, they're up. Like, they could tank and go up. Uh, we are doing better regular season record, but better hotels, better staying, <laughs> better, better, like, general health care. Like, all that kind of stuff no. is, is, is trending up for them. Moving out of Florida. 
Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 22 and 50. There's no way they could be worse, right, Adam Morris? Could they be worse? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say trending up for just what you said. Actually, you know what? No, no trend. They're going to be the good. Here's the thing they have a top pick. They have a top pick. There's been talk about, you know, Sexton being on the move. Maybe they have to choose between some of these young guys, but I don't know if they're going to get older. I think they might stay the same age of that you replace Sexton with another young guy. So I could see them. I think they might be the same. Yeah, this team is so hard. Like, like their one guy became a 20-point-per-game scorer in Colin Sexton. They're going to go trade that guy and then bring in Jalen Green to basically replace him. Uh, If they stay the same, they'd win 25 games next year, which, I mean, kind of feels... It might just be the last year of that, though. You know, like, you get one more year to do this slow... They kind of remind me in a lot of ways of the Minnesota Timberwolves, where they've had young guys, but every year they get younger. So they might be a team like that. I mean, Larry Nance will help out should he still be there. Um, but I think they're going to be in rebuild mode for one more year. Orlando Magic. It, it, this. <laughs> um, I'm going to say trending up slightly. Um, they're another team that's really young. They got a new coach in there. Mosley. Uh, Mosley. And, you know, they've, they've got some young guys that are now, you know, slightly less young. They had a good vibe, I thought, to them last year to, to end the year. So I'm going to say trending up ever so slightly, like one or two games trending up. This team had half a season with all these guys like Aaron Gordon, Vooch, Terrence, like a Terrence Ross, a bunch of these guys, Evan Fournier, they're all gone now. Like just they're not replacing them. They're not signing free agents. They're not getting they're not getting any of them in a trade, I don't think. This is gonna be a worse team next year because of the amount of young players they're gonna try to play. But all that. All those guys were gone, even though they weren't gone yet. So, you know, like the, the, <laughs> the whole season was about those guys getting traded. Everyone knew it. So more clarity. Orlando Magic, bad because of senioritis for the senioritis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, the Detroit Pistons. I think this this one's going up for me. I, I like the Detroit Pistons. I think that this team, Cade Cunningham, I think that injects a ton of talent into this team that needs a player like that, a playmaker, a big wing, all that kind of stuff. This could be a great landing spot for him. Almost, I'm not going to compare him to LeBron James in talent, but it could be like that where you have some veterans who can actually play around a talented young rookie, and so that makes the rookie look even better. Like He's actually got a show to run with guys that can finish. So I agree, trending up. Jeremy Grant getting all the minutes over with the with Team USA. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff you can point That's to. That's right. Uh, coming up, we'll get into the Western Conference, better or worse. Both of our teams are there. Will the other one say that the other one's team is getting worse? You'll find out. <laughs> coming up, but before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Uh, if you love stuff like this, the over-unders, the better or worse, that stuff, it's coming up for the basketball season. But right now, you can get in on the action for uh, the Olympics. There's so many props and so many odds. Australia, total gold medals on the spot, Adam Mares. 12 and a half medals over under for Australia. Oh, you got to take over. I mean, the Aussies, they they will get at least 13 medals. I have no idea. <laughs> swimming? What are they? What is Australia known for? It's swimming, they'll, they'll, right? they'll probably get an, uh, uh, like a basketball medal. Yeah, they have a good shot at that. It might come down to that, to be honest. The Olympics makes no sense to me because you can run a, literally 100 meters and get a medal, and then they play an entire basketball tournament with all these players, and you get one medal. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But doesn't if you matter. want if you want to go bet on stuff like that, go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get a 50% welcome bonus, your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, Adam Mars, let's get into the uh, better or worse. We've been doing the regular season for all these teams in the NBA. We just did the Eastern Conference. Most of them, I think, got better. Think that we're, we're they're trending. All the bad teams I have getting better. Most of the bad teams I have getting better, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz. David Locks, Utah Jazz. I think this this team getting a little worse to me. I think that that was a really, really uh, – not lucky, but a really like not injury ridden season. I think that right. they had a lot of stuff going for them. They got fans in the arena when nobody else did for, for the longest time. So, yeah, I, I'm trending down. I, I'd be curious to see how many teams got the one seed in consecutive years without making the finals. It seems like sometimes you get the one seed, you don't make it. You're like, the okay, Hawks, that Hawks team, right? They might have, yeah, they might be the example. I don't think it's going to happen though for Utah again. I think they take a little bit of a step back, even if they bring all the guys, same guys back. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns just coming off of a finals. They come off of the finals hangover. They're going to be hungry after the finals. What's Chris Paul going to do? Better or worse? They're they're another team that has like all these mysteries. So I don't know what's going to happen. But I'm going to say down, trending down. Um, again, ran hot with injury luck. Chris Paul might not be back. We don't know. I mean, yeah. at this moment, we don't know. And then they have some other guys like campaign. They have to make a decision on. I'm going to say trending down slightly. Camp, they're still good. Camp, campaign's like, please pay me all the money. Please give me. He'll get it. I think. I don't want to go back. Denver, the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I'm man. leaving this one up to you. This one's sad. They're got to be trending down. They lost oh. Jamal Murray. They're without their second best player all the way until March. I think they'll be good. I hope they avoid the play in, but they're got to be trending down. That one is tough. So all the top three teams in the West getting worse so far in the regular right. season. I don't um, think, but who had Utah, Phoenix, Denver's one, two, three this year? Not that many right, people. So right. we'll see. Uh, Denver, I think people would have up there, but yeah, the yeah, other two. probably. The LA Clippers. Speaking of getting worse, I think this team gets worse too without Kawhi Leonard. Man, I think they're closer to a no trend, but I'm going to say trending down. You're right, no Kawhi Leonard. Um, it's a long season. One injury could really throw them off. But they also have some mysteries with, like, Ibaka, um, you know, Pat Pat, Batum. So we'll see. even Reggie Jackson, who was such a big part of it. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to say trending down. I'm going to say trending down. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff with them and Kawhi and all that. Uh, leaving the Dallas Mavericks, will they be the first team that moves up finally? Gets better. No. No. <laughs> they're going to get worse? I think they're a no trend. I think they're going to be the exact same. Although I will say this. You're saying the top five teams in the West, none of them are going to get better. <laughs> the West is competitive. It's not like they're all going to fall off the map. It's just that it's you're going to balance yeah. out a little bit more. I think it's going to be more like in the middle. But that, here's one thing to think about with, with Luca is he is playing in this Olympics on a short season, and he's a big P. It's not like he's coasting through the Olympics. He's going to be playing a lot. So – Fatigue could become a factor with him. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say no trend. I don't think they're going down. I just don't think they're going up. I think they'll get better. I'm drinking the Kool Aid on a lot of stuff here a little bit, but I think that Luca will come into camp a little bit in shape because <laughs> because of playing in the Olympics. I think that's gonna be the a J- benefit for him. Jason Kidd boost. That's like a big X factor too. I don't know. Is it a boost? Is it is an? It a, I was gonna say, is it a boost? Boost or an? A? I mean, Carlisle's a really good coach, especially a good yeah. regular season coach. Like I. That might end up being a big loss. Who knows? We've been trying to talk ourselves into Jason Kidd being a boost, but it's uh, it's tough over <laughs> here sometimes to look back and to read the stuff about him and Giannis and think that it's going to be <laughs> a boost. I'll say a little bit better for sure. Uh, okay. The Portland Trailblazers, this may be one of the hardest ones. Damian Lillard, what's he going to do? CJ McCollum, does he, you know, they trade him. Do they try and make a big move better or worse for the Blazers? 
worse. This is my easiest one. Way worse. You've also got Norman Powell, who's just opted out. You know, he might not be back. Derek Jones would replace him, basically. Also could be gone. You've got a lot of questions over there. I think, look, it could break perfectly for them, but you got to thread like nine needles for this to go better. I think they are the biggest lock so far to be worse. The biggest lock maybe to be better, the Los Angeles Lakers? <laughs> yeah. Um... Man, that's a tough one. I, people forget how good the Lakers were when everybody was healthy. They were rolling. The wheels fell off for them. I'm going to so, say better. I'm going to say the Lakers are going to be better next year. Much, wow. much better. You, you know, I know how hard it was for you to say that. It hurt. Oh, it felt <laughs> gross. Like I vomited uh, in my mouth. In an 82-game season, this, te- this team with the same record would win 48 games. They're definitely a 51 team. Yeah, and you, it, I mean, look, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, health every year is going to be a major factor but also this is another this is another team like the Knicks that LeBron will be on the roster Anthony Davis will be on the roster I have no idea who else will be on the roster next year so it's going to look very different in two weeks time it's going to be Chris Paul it's going to be Kyle Lowry <laughs> it's going to be DeMar DeRozan it's going all, to be, of them. all of them all of them bring them all uh the Memphis Grizzlies young up-and-coming team I'm feeling good about this team I think they're going to be a little better Memphis trending up Every yeah. year they get a little bit better. That's going to continue. They've got continuity. They're not really losing that many guys. Um, I'm trending up for sure. They got some picks. They have stuff to do. They have things that they could trade for, too, if they really wanted to make some kind of a move. Uh, I think they might land a, a good swing player, too, like a Will Barton or you know ooh, Jeff yeah. Green or something like that. I, you know, Not a big name, but somebody that's going to make them just another win or two better. So I'm trending up. Here's the, here is the lock to get better. The Golden State Warriors. I think this oh team God. definitely gets better from a year ago. You're right. They are a lock. They are definitely getting better. Might maybe significantly so. I mean, there's rumors out there. Maybe they're in the hunt for a Lillard. They set their calorie, their salary cap up so that they can trade guys and pull in max contract type players. Yeah, trending way up for them. The San Antonio Spurs may be the, the most, like, stays the same team of all the teams to me, it seems. Uh, I was listening to Locked on Spurs with Jeff Garcia today, and he, said, he, he was asking the question, when will the Spurs win the title next? What needs to happen for the Spurs to win the title? And he said, you know, I may not be around for when that happens. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> if you look at their salary cap sheet right now, DeMar DeRozan gone, Marcus Aldridge obviously out now, the league, Rudy Gay gone. Pat, Patty Mills up, Trey Lyles up. Like, there's just so many guys that you look at on this roster and you think they're going to be completely different. I like some the, – the main young pieces will all be there, but I'm going to say trending down. It, it's weird to say the Spurs – I don't know where they are. <laughs> I don't know what the, where where I, I don't know where they are in their process, but um, I'm going to say trending down for sure. They're like the Pistons almost, but they're just a little bit better because they're better coached. They have DeRozan, but they have all those like young players. You're like, okay, maybe this could be something, but they don't have that main piece, right? They're still missing yeah. that main piece, uh, like that. You know, the Pistons are going to get Cade Cunningham. Yeah. The New Orleans Pelicans now with with newly minted maybe question mark coach Willie Green has been announced like eight times. It feels like Um, trending up or trending down. Lonzo Ball is a big question mark for them. He's going to be a restricted free agent. But uh, what else can they add? I'm not sure. They kind of are stuck in where they are. Uh, I think they have they have a decent pick, but I don't know if that pick's going to make them any better or worse. But I think they do get a little better. I'm going to say trending up too, but this one, I don't feel that mostly this is just because of how bad they were. And you think, okay, a new coach, that's like a start. But I mean, Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, still two of the three highest paid players on that roster. I kind of doubt they retained Lonzo ball. So, um, man, this, 
my my gut is telling me trending up only because of how bad this year was, but I don't see a path to them being better next year, but maybe they'll surprise me. Speaking of how bad it was, the Sacramento Kings, uh, will they get better or worse? They, uh, man, like De'Aaron De- De- Fox, Troy Halliburton, like, or did I say Troy Halliburton? <laughs> yeah, he did. No, that's <laughs> Troy used to be the host of Lockdown Wizards. Tyrese Halliburton, uh, you'd think that those guys would trend up, but I, it's just, it's hard for me to see a path for them to get up, especially with a lot of the teams above them, the Lakers, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, like all getting better. A lot of question marks there. Sean Holmes, you know, um, you got uh, Davis. You've still got, uh, I don't know, I mean, Marvin Backley. What do they do with him? So there's oh, just a lot gone. of question marks. Go ahead. He's gone. I mean, his his, his dad himself, he's liking tweets about leaving the team. Was, those, those wasn't he at the, at the facilities, though, the other day? I saw him working out. So I, they're just, to me, I honestly, I, it's weird to say trending down for a team that was already down. But I'm going to, I think trending slightly down. Rashawn Holmes was really good for them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The Minnesota Timberwolves, we talked about them being Easy. a really young team, continually young, better or worse. Oh, way better, trending way up. Um, maybe all the way up into the playoffs, they were good with Chris Finch, especially got better offensively the more they kind of got into his system. I expect them to be one of the big risers next season. Didn't they do this under Ryan Saunders too? Didn't they do the same thing where they just showed us a little bit of life and they're like, oh, they're going to be better next year, Ryan Saunders taking them? I, I'm, I'm concerned. You know what? The other thing, and I know this is the popular trade target, but I would not be surprised if Simmons winds up there, and it'd be a very interesting fit for him. Um, I, I just, I, I would, I would bet pretty confidently that the Timberwolves are a much better team, so I like it. Oh yeah, I, I think they'll be better than than their record this year with just Anthony Edwards' development alone. They have so much talent. Like at some point, you have to be a little bit better with with some some of these guys. At some point. Uh, Speaking of lots of guys and lots of picks, the Oklahoma City Thunder, better or worse this year? Another one that's like impossible to project because are they going to continue to be bad for another year and just bring in some more young players? Or are they going to cash in a lot? I think both scenarios seem somewhat likely. I'm going to say trending up. I think they get a little bit better whether they try to tank or not um, next season. Yeah, this team is one of those ones where I'd probably just push, right? Like It's probably a, a push whether they get better or worse. Houston Rockets, the last one. On our list here, how can it get worse? Literally the worst record in the league. They're going to add a top talent, either a Mobley or a Jalen Green. They've got some of these young guys. Man, you said it. Like, how could they get worse? They won 17 games. I think they won 18, so trending up. I think they, well, also, it's gonna, there's going to be more games next year. There's going to be 82. That's games, true. So. That's true. So this is this would be – basically, are you saying are they going to win 20 games next year? In, in uh, so they won 23.6% of their games. I'm going to say they're going to win 23.7% of their games. <laughs> so they'll win, 20, they'll win 20 games exactly. So a little better. So there you go, Jackson Gatlin. A little bit better for your Rockets. All right. There you go. That's the, all the teams that we got to. Coming up, we're going to power rank the best – Finals MVP since 2010. We'll get into 20, 2000. I changed it on you too, since 2000. Ooh. I had to go all the way back. There are some guys I didn't want to award, so I had to go back even further, make it more interesting. There you go. Speaking of interesting, Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're great. I eat one all the time. Mint brownie is absolutely delicious. You can go get it. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar in a bar covered in chocolate. I just ate 
an orange one the other day. If you're watching on YouTube, I have it right here. I just ate that one. That one's pretty good. Mint brownie is always the best. They're coming up with new flavors all the time. Keep checking back to the website. And if you use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off at Built.com. There's all kinds of promotions. You can get a free travel cooler, all kinds of things with Built Bar, all kinds of different products. Go check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Adam Mars, let's get into our power rankings. The best finals MVPs since 2000. You took it all the way back on me. I was just looking I did. until 2010, but you, you insisted it must be the last 20 years. So we're going top five here? So top five, and I wanted to, because like, if you just go back the last 10 years, there was, there's like three or four that really stand out, but then there's that last spot where you're kind of like, I don't know. What, what, you know, I don't, I don't know where I'm going to hand it. But if you go all the way back to 2000, it really, really gets dicey about – and what brought this about was, you know, Giannis afterwards talked about, I could have gone to a super team and it would have been easy. And I, he really even put a little little spice on his quote there saying, it'd be easy. I did it the hard way, the right way. And I, and I love that he said that. But the truth is we all know. There are runs that players have to winning a championship that you go, wow, that took everything out of them. Uh, and then there's years where you go like, oh, wow, they coasted to that one, played great, but it didn't didn't really have to deep, dig deep into their bag. So that's why I wanted to rank which players do I personally feel like had to dig the deepest to will their team to a championship, and I went back all the way to 2000. Um, so let me give you – First of all, by the way, this is like ranking MVPs, where if somebody doesn't make the top five cut, you go, what, what do you think, he's a scrub? No, I'm ranking MVPs. This is finals MVPs. Everybody on the list is good, save for Andre Guadalla, but everybody else is good on this list. Um, so so my, let's ahead. quickly go through and just talk about the, the players that you're talking about. So this is this is since 2000, so if you don't remember, Shaq won it two times That's there, right. 2001, 2002. Uh, actually, all three times if you're going all the way back to 2000. So Shaq, we have Tim Duncan a couple times on there. Chauncey Billups won in 04. You have Dwayne Wade for 06. Tony yep. Parker back up there. Paul Pierce for the 08 Celtics won. Kobe twice yep. there when the Lakers won. Dirk Nowitzki in 2011. LeBron a couple times for the Cavs and the Heat. Kawhi Leonard with the with the uh, the Spurs. You have Andre yep. Iguodala with that weird fluky one for yeah. the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant a couple times for the Warriors. Kawhi again for the Raptors. Then LeBron last year for the Lakers. And Giannis again for this year. So that's the yep. group of players we're ranking these off of. So my two honorable mentions that did not make the cut, Kevin Durant in 2018, who okay. in the finals put up a 52-49-93 shooting splits, which is just absolutely absurd. That's if you go 50-50-90 in the finals – um, you know, you're pretty darn good. The only reason he didn't make the cut, like the numbers for him, they, they're they absurd. But the only reason is because it was such a butt whooping. And again, it's like Giannis said, Giannis could have done that. It would have been easy. But my <laughs> he numbers, wasn't, he wasn't subtweeting anyone. We want to be clear, right? He wasn't, he wasn't he was subtweeting everyone, to be honest with you. <laughs> no. And I loved it. I'm so here for it. Uh, number six, you're going to think this one is crazy that it did not make the top five. Dwayne Wade's 2006. I'm okay with her- it. He, I'm sure it's, tainted. it's tainted. It's tainted. Well, it kind of is. Like, he shot 46 free throws over the final two games. It's a little, like, I guess impressive if you really liked those free throws. But he had 35 <laughs> – average, average 35 and 8 for the play As a third-year player, 35 and 8, and he had two 40-point games in the finals, and the closeout games were just a uh, an incredible performance. Did live at the line a little bit, but – it was it was it was it was an impressive finals. I guess he was pretty good. <laughs> He's not in the top five though. Are you ready for the list? Oh, I'm ready. My number five. 
I've got Tim Duncan in 2003. This is year. Now, people remember the finals because they played the Nets, so some people might roll their eyes. It was a six-game series or whatever. But that entire run, first of all, they go through the Suns, mm-hmm. the Lakers, the Mavs, and the Nets. Mm-hmm. That's the great teams of the 2000s. You go through every single one of them in route, uh, you know, Suns, Lakers, Mavs. Tim Duncan averaged 24 points and 17 rebounds and five blocks per game, over five blocks per game in the finals. That's an absurd line, and then he had a near quadruple double, 10, 10 boards, eight uh, – I'm sorry, 10, uh, 10 assists, eight blocks in the closeout game. That's one of the all-time great closeout performances, so he got number five for me. That – yeah, Tim Duncan, deserving, definitely deserving, insane. Maybe the finals wasn't as great as we wanted it, but – yeah, I'm, I'm it was sure. pretty good though. I, I mean, that one, the Nets weren't a complete and total pushover. I mean, it would have been a shock if the Spurs lost, but they were at least a competent, you know, good team, and he just dominated. Yeah, well, they're also coming off that. I think that they were in the weren't they in the finals in '02, like the year before, and they got swept, and it was like a it was kind of a weird right, right, situation right. For the Nets. Um, number four. This one, has, I think, is going to be controversial. People are uh, the reason I picked this one. Shaquille O'Neal, two thousand. Not 2001, first 2000. One. The first one. And part of this was just because of the numbers. Well, actually, a large part of this was because the competition was just stiffer in 2000. He had Sacramento, that great series, uh, Phoenix, Portland, and then Philadelphia. There's a different Phoenix team. What's interesting about these teams is Sacramento, Phoenix, and Portland were all like balanced teams. They didn't have the one guy on any of those teams, but they are all like really well balanced. But he just demolished them. 38 points, 17 rebounds in the finals on 61% shooting. Think about that. 38 and 17, and then you make it 61%. He was so dominant, they changed the rules. They had to change the rules of basketball because of how dominant Shaq was. 2001, he was equally as dominant, but the numbers aren't as impressive, in large part because he didn't have to play as many minutes. They were murdering everybody. 38.7% at the line, too. Oh, wow. That's rough. That's rough. Tough one for Shaq. But yeah, I mean, that's it's sort of like you. I don't know if you're going to put another Shaq season on here. Probably not. But you're just lumping like all three of those together. Like it just seems like those three years kind of all blend together now. And you get, he had yeah, to, you, he, get you get you get one mention for deep. all of them. He had to dig deep in that one, though. Um, you know, even so that to me, that's just why I put that one on there. He had to, he had to work a little bit harder. You get credit for that. Speaking of working harder, number three on the list. I wish this one was number one, but I couldn't. I couldn't make it number one. 2011 Dirk. Wow. two. There's two that are better than Dirk? Man. There's two. Well, here's the thing. Dirk was fantastic yeah. in that in, you know, in that entire playoffs, and especially in the finals, the way he just dragged them back to it. Um, besting LeBron and Dwayne Wade, really in the height of their powers, uh, is that, that you know that's that's really impressive. You could make the argument that this was the most impressive or or close in terms of just overcoming the odds. But the two guys ahead of him just put up numbers that are so absurd and such video game numbers. Where Dirk's yeah, numbers were great, but the numbers on these other two guys were just so crazy. But Dirk's easily, if you made the argument for number one, I, I would I wouldn't argue too hard against it. Yeah, his number the numbers don't stand out, right? Twenty six points a game, just forty two percent from the floor. It's not like you know, he put up gaudy numbers like that. Just but we got all it watched done, the though. Series. Got it done. We all watch the series and like he shot 100% on shots that he needed to make to win the series, <laughs> right. you know? So, right. Um, number two, we just watched it. Giannis's 2021 wow. run. I mean, the numbers are Wilt Chamberlain-esque. The closeout game, 
to me, the closeout performance of him and Tim Duncan's closeout, those are maybe the two best closeout games of this entire list, and that matters. Uh, but to be honest, what he did in this entire series, both ends of the court, just as dominant. I asked Matt Moore on Locked on Nuggets yesterday if LeBron – you know, in 2012, you know, his first champion. Actually, if you go LeBron at age 26, could he have done what Giannis did in this one? And I think the answer is yes. Like, I think the answer is yes. But you at least have to think about it. What Giannis just did, 50 points in a closeout game, that's not like – we can't just assume every player, great player, would have done the same thing. He stepped up and played maybe above himself to get that team to the victory. Yeah, not every player can score that against Jay Crowder and uh, fouled out DeAndre Ayton. And <laughs> Man, that was a good defensive team, that Phoenix. That was a good team, Phoenix was. There's a reason that the Milwaukee Bucks were underdogs in the series, and it's because it was going to take 17 of 19 from the free throw line from Giannis to win it. And guess what? He, he did it. Plus everything he did on the defensive end, too. I mean, he was all over the place. Swat the jump. block, the dunk. Yep. The 50-piece. Back-to-back-to-back games. That's that's a hell of a closeout. That's a lot. Yeah. I'm with you. Can you guess who number one is? Andre Iguodala, the Golden <laughs> Warriors. Not Andre Iguodala. I'm curious to see if you if you could guess it or if you think I'm way off here. Man, number one. Okay, so we've done – we haven't done the LeBron one yet, but it does – LeBron with the Cavs? To me, it's got to be – that was as heavy of an underdog season. Um, 2016, you're, you're talking about a 73-win Warriors team. And the way LeBron and Kyrie, he deserves a lot of credit for this, but the way LeBron closed out that series and down 3-1 to come back, three of LeBron's best all-time best performances came in games five, six, and seven. And to be able to do that the way that, that he did, to me, that's the, it's, it's number one. Especially against the team, too, right? Like, you cannot compare that Warriors team to the Suns team that Giannis Correct. played, right? Like, it's just Correct. such a different thing. So, yeah, absolutely deserving to be number one. But here's the thing, though. This is why I bring it up. LeBron, 2016 with the Cavs, there was a super team, but they were still underdogs. And we all know that, like, hey, man, giving your best and having to, like, just the razor-thin margin when your be- your best is just barely good enough, that means something. LeBron last year... To me, that would rank very low on the list. Even LeBron <laughs> in Miami, which by the he was no bum, especially in 2013. Like it took a lot out of him. That I think he grew as a player in that series as well. But to me, even those ones rank just a little bit lower than all these guys we're talking about who were true underdogs and whose best games came in those finals. And LeBron in 2016, I certainly think that's true. Some of the other years, not so sure, not so certain. Couple of them that you didn't mention. No mention for Kobe. He won twice. LeBron with with Miami a couple times. You didn't mention neither of Kawhi's were mentioned. Uh, you have another Kevin Durant one there. The Tony Parker, the Paul Pierce, the one offs, the Chauncey Billups. Right. None of those make it an honorable mention at all. So not they didn't get the honorable mention. I think they were clearly for me at least behind. Especially when you kind of look at some of the numbers. And I've watched all of these series. Um, the one thing I'll say though, Kobe in 2010 was asked in the post game what was his favorite championship, and without hesitation he said this one, meaning the 2010 one, seven game series against the Celtics. And he was asked why, and he said because it was the hardest one to get. Kobe knew exactly what we're saying. This list is largely a ranking of what was the hardest championship to win, and you could easily say it was. LeBron 2016, Giannis this year, Dirk in 2011. Like those were all those all took the biggest performances from their guys. Kobe knew it. I think everybody knows it deep in their hearts. So you're saying the bubble wasn't the hardest championship? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it was hard in a different way. Look, I, I I don't take anything away from a team that wins a championship. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying we sometimes know when it takes your best effort 
to win a, a championship and you know not everybody as impressive as they've been not everybody's had to dig the all the way deep into their bag to get it done Completely. There you go. That's our power rankings. That's Locked On NBA. Go listen to Locked On Mavs, Locked On Nuggets, and also the ultimate mock draft, the final episode, if I can get it edited and out on time, drops today on Friday. It's all of our picks that we made for our teams. Chad Ford is on there. Brian Scalabrini is on there. Ryan McDonough, hosted by David Locke and some of our great Locked On NBA draft experts that make the uh, analysis for it. Go check it out anywhere you get podcasts. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Boom. Boom.